0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of About Admissions, our podcast about college, college admissions, and uh, the intricate meaning of the word the. We're your co-hosts. I'm Drew.
1: And I'm Kirk. And uh, actually, your voice sounds really good on on radio, Drew. Very good. Very nice.
0: Good pedigree. (laughs)
1: <laughs> if you'd like to ask us anything about admissions and maybe even have your letter read on the show, just submit it on college.admithub.com. That's our admissions forum where you'll receive expert advice from some of the best in the biz. And we actually have one of the best in the biz on the show with us today. Uh, I'd like to send a hearty welcome to Vern Granger, who's the Associate Vice President of Undergraduate Admissions, University Orientation, and First Year Experience at The Ohio State University. First of all, Vern, that is a wicked long title. How did you
2: get it? <laughs> Thanks for a very long business card. Thanks for a very, very long business card. And I'm glad that you said the D before Ohio yeah. State because that is that is law.
0: That's the law. That's state law. Actually, we were wondering about the D. Has it always been there?
2: It's always been there. It's always been there. When the university was first created, it was to be referred to as the Ohio State University. So that's always been in place.
0: And and no one's ever brought up the idea of dropping it. Like, the Facebook. Zuckerberg dropped the the pretty quick.
2: Of course not. We are the Ohio State University.
1: So. Mm-hmm. So – and then when you – you know, when some of your student-athletes go off into the into the professional ranks, do you sit them down before they leave to say, <laughs> okay, everyone must say this? Otherwise, you're – we're going to revoke your degree or you're, you're what do you do?
2: Absolutely. We, we school them when they're on NBC and they're doing the starting lineup. They have to say the Ohio State <laughs> University. So, so, so that's part of their schooling. Uh, speaking
0: of the Big 10 there they're – aren't there like – 14 schools in the Big Ten now. How did that happen?
2: You know, obviously, we were at a Big Ten at one point, and we had 10 schools, but um, a conference expansion, you know, first was uh, Penn State, and then Nebraska, and and then most recently, Maryland, and and Rutgers. Shouldn't
0: it be the Big 14, though? Yeah. that just doesn't sound as good.
2: Obviously, so. you know nothing about branding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we are the Big Ten, and that that is a name, so we can't do that. Yeah, you can't change. You know, that. It's like ESPN. You know, who knows what ESPN means anymore? But you know, you associate that with that channel. So true, true. Or even ACT. You know, ACT. I don't think that's even known as what it was normally before. I think it's just ACT. So yeah.
0: Or KFC, right? Or KFC. <laughs> There's exactly. no chicken, I so. Mean, that's a,
2: that's a great example right there. Yeah,
0: exactly. Okay, all right, sold.
1: <laughs> well, now we I, now we have a, a couple of serious questions for you, Vern. Not oh, that yeah. those weren't serious, but. Um, you know, we're really curious. I mean, you you've been in the profession a while, so you've seen a lot, and I'm sure you talk to students quite a bit. I mean, what's what's what are some of the top things that you always tell students to um, you know to focus on when they're going through this process? I mean, you know, there's a lot of anxiety out there, and
0: agita, as we like to say.
2: Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, a couple bits bits of advice I always tell students is that if you do it right, the the college search is can be one of the most self-reflective processes out there, because you really get to learn about what type of environment is optimal for you to learn, and then the other thing is, whatever it is, make sure you're passionate about it, so there's nothing worse than going to a university that you you really didn't research and it's not a good fit, or, you know, you decide that you want to be an engineering major because your parents told you to do so, but you take that first calculus course and you realize that you're not cut out for engineering. So, or math. Know, so I think being self-reflective and, yeah, and be passionate.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, Vern. Actually, we had a similar experience, I had, like an empathetic experience recently. So we, Kirk and I run a startup here in addition to doing our award-winning podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and we recently went out to Silicon Valley to pitch venture capitalists and, you know, it, it, it as we were in the midst of it, it really struck me as similar to the college search process. Mm-hmm. One, we really had to make ourselves vulnerable to these people. You know, you tell them all that you've achieved and you're really being judged. I mean, quite honestly, it's it can be hard on the ego. And then, uh, you know, second of all, uh, it felt like a really a two-way interview. You know, there were mm-hmm. some people we really meshed with, you know, yeah. and some people we didn't for sure. Uh, so it's, it was a fascinating process that, you know, although college is probably the first time this happens in your life, it's not yeah. the last. I mean, anytime you're finding a job, it's always the sort of mutual uh, acceptance. Heck, even dating to some degree. College admissions is a little bit like that. You know, is it a match? Are we, are we fit mm. for each other?
1: Yeah. yeah I'll, tell you, I'll tell you my favorite part of those investor pitches were, was that they were all test optional.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No SAT. That's a good That's point, right. Kirk. And, and, you know, where do you see college admissions heading as sort of, you know, digitization of applications yeah. that are growing applicant pools? Uh, what what trends are you looking at that are interesting?
2: Yeah. So the things that I see are, you know, may may not be universal, but I think a lot of other institutions are seeing, You know, we're dealing with the the challenge of how do we build a class that will fulfill our university's priority, um, that will allow us to build bring in a community of learners who are going to be able to to be successful and contribute uh, to the university environment. We get many students who we know can be successful at our campuses, but the challenge is, is how do we go through all these applications and... And how do we train our readers to look for those those things in the application that show us that the student can be not only successful, but they're going to be able to contribute to our community?
0: Mm. Wonderful. Yeah, that's good. The holistic approach. It's not just about what you do in the four walls of the classroom. It's what you do outside, right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Should we get into the letter? This is a weighty one, by the way. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it is, it is heavy because it gets Let to a topic. On yeah, sit down, <laughs> brace yourself. It's something, I mean, we don't always talk about the, the sort of a- economics of the admissions process. But, dear about admissions, do admissions officers make judgments about students when they see the application that a family is not applying for financial aid? Even if it's just a moment of, whoa, they have a lot of money. Do they hold the student to a higher standard, or subtly bias against the student in the application read? What's your experience? I ask because I'm wondering if I should check yes that I'm applying for need-based financial aid, even though I may not exactly need it or want it. Um, Thanks. Sincerely, show me the money. Um, (laughs) So show me the money. Uh, You're getting getting to the heart of, you know, higher education, and that the fact is, it's a business. Um I mean there are other interests it's not a traditional for profit business uh but there are interests at play, and finances are always one of them so So Vern, do you have any initial thoughts because I certainly do-
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I mean I think that's something that that that's a question we get a lot mm-hmm. and you know thinking about how families are paying for college um is is something at the forefront of their their thinking I can say for Ohio State, and I can, I feel confident about speaking about most universities, that, that the family's finances are not going to play a part at all in the admissions process. But that's one piece. But I think the paying for it is something that, that families need to have open and honest conversations. And, and there are times when, you know, I've, I've talked to families and you know, we, after their aid package goes out and there's still a big gap, that I've been up front and said that, you know, maybe Ohio State might not be the best place for your child to come as undergrad. Uh, there, are, mm-hmm. there are great institutions in their state or throughout the country, um, but from a cost standpoint, um, it may not make the most sense to come to Ohio State because nobody wants to – have someone start their professional career with such an anchor of debt tied mm, right. to them yeah. that it just makes it impossible to to get out of that. Now, having said that, um, I I personally believe that there's nothing wrong with with taking on a minimal amount of debt. Um, it, it really makes you appreciate the education that you have. You're going to be more responsible, and so I think there's a there there is an opportunity and a school of thought for taking on some debt but but there is definitely a line and 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 families really need to be aware of that and that should be a part of the decision making process
0: out of curiosity how many students or what percentage of students at uh, the Ohio State University well are, are pell eligible
2: I'm about – at the Columbus campus, yeah. probably about 20 to 25% of our entering class will be Pell-eligible.
0: That's mm. a pretty big chunk of
1: people. It is. And are most of them from in-state? First? Yeah,
2: most of the students who are Pell-eligible will be coming from from Ohio, but we do have some who are coming from out-of-state. They may qualify for other types of assistant merit scholarships, other mm-hmm. types of need need scholarships at the university. Um, but but by and large most of the Pell eligible would be in-state students
0: mm. I do have some other thoughts for show me the money because the question is an interesting one um, about whether schools are even aware of a financial aid package because there are some schools that are actually need blind mm-hmm. uh, which means that the admissions offices won't even know I absolutely mean, um, it's a small percentage of schools I think it's uh, around one percent right it's only around about 27 or 30 schools right Kirk um, I don't know
1: the exact number, but it is a very small percentage that are completely need blind. But so it's actually interesting when I was hearing you talk Vern about Ohio State um, not necessarily being need aware. I feel there's so many institutions that are forced to be somewhat need aware, uh, in yeah. the application process. And that's maybe where, you know, some of these gray areas are for some of yeah. these families, you know, do I put down that I'm looking for some financial aid or sure. do I feel I can cut it on my own at a place that's need aware. And, yeah. um, you know, maybe in those situations they have to really talk, talk with the financial aid office before they apply. Go ahead, Kirk. I was, I just had this, this idea for, to help Students supplement their finances for an Ohio State education. What if you did this, Vern? <clears throat> what if you gave every student the opportunity to run back a kickoff against <laughs> against uh, the football team, and for every ten yards past the thirty, you give them five thousand bucks? <laughs> what do you That'd think? Be interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who pays the medical bills? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, that, that's exactly it. It, it. it depends on who's going to be out on the field doing the tackling.
0: Yeah. That's, hey, uh, that's an all, idea, Kirk.
1: All my ideas can't be winners, but I actually think that
2: could work. After we get off, I'm going to have a call with the athletic director, and I'm going to bring that up. Beautiful. i do you think, and then I'll get back to you guys.
0: I think, I think we're on to something.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, we're going to wrap it up here, Vern. That's all the time we have for today. You can find About Admissions on iTunes or SoundCloud. Special thanks to Vern Granger, the associate VP from The Ohio State University. And he's going to look into this scholarship offer <laughs> with the athletic director. So stay tuned. Uh, for I'm on that. <laughs> Inspiration for the show is provided by the Buckeyes of the Ohio State University. And of course, Aja is provided by college rankings, tuition, hikes, standardized tests and homework. We hope you're leaving us a little more informed, a lot more relaxed. Be sure to catch us next time as we're sure to have a lot more to say about admissions.